0: Greetings folk, my name is Nick Spoor Engel and today I'm going to be reading out of a book by John Bunyan, the all-time Christian classic entitled Pilgrim's Progress. But first, a memoir of John Bunyan. John Bunyan, the son of a travelling brazier or tinker, was born at Alstow near Bedford in 1628 in a period when wickedness prevailed throughout the land. His education was such as poor people could in those days give to their children. He was sent to school and taught to read and write, but he was an idle boy and for cursing, swearing, lying and blaspheming had few equals of his own age. In his earlier days, terror seemed to be the only restraining influence of which he felt the power in the daytime he often had gloomy forebodings of the wrath to come, and at night he was scared with dreams. His imagination conceived apparitions of evil spirits seeking to drag him away after them, or he would fancy that the late that the last day was come with all its t- terrible realities, such were his youthful fears. As he grew older, he became more hardened, and the remarkable providential interpositions of which he was the subject neither startled nor melted him. Twice he narrowly escaped drowning, and during the civil war was drawn as a soldier to go to the siege of Leicester. A comrade who had sought and obtained leave to go in his room when Standing Sentry was shot through the head and died. His marriage had some slight influence on his future life. The young woman was very poor, and her only portion consisted of two volumes which her father, a godly man, had given to her. The Plain Man's Pathway to Heaven and the practice of piety. Mrs. Bunyard would often read these books with her husband and would relate what a holy life her father led. As a consequence, an earnest desire for reformation seized upon him, but it was only external. His heart was unchanged, and he continued in a sinful course of life. Hearing, however, a sermon on the sin of Sabbath-breaking, it much affected him. As was his custom, he was engaged in the afternoon as a pastime when thoughts of a coming judgment crowded in upon his awakened mind. He became terrified and imagined he heard a voice from heaven saying, Wilt thou leave thy sins and go to heaven, or have thy sins and go to hell? The conviction that he had been a grievous transgressor flashed across his mind, but he concluded that it was too late for him to look for pardon or for heaven, and he returned desperately to his sports again. After some time had passed, he fell into the company of a poor Christian man whose pious conversation about religion and the scriptures so touched Bunyan's heart that he began to read the Bible. There were many things in that book which alarmed him, and he commenced an outward reformation in word and life, but entirely in his own strength, and ignorant of the love and grace of Christ Jesus. The conversation of three pious women, sitting at a door in the streets of Bedford, one day attracted his notice. He drew near, and as they spoke of the things of God, of his work in their hearts, and of the peace of reconciliation, he saw there was something in real religion, which he had not yet known or felt. Their words were never forgotten, and from that time he forsook the company of the profane, and sought the society of those who had at least a reputation for piety. Bunyan had now set out fairly on his way from the city of destruction, but he fell into many dangers and errors, and there is scarcely a fear which can assail an inquiring spirit, which did not at some period disturb his mind. For a long time he was like his own man in the cage, at Interpreter's House, shut out from the promises and looking forward to certain judgment. His conflict too with the evil one was such as to remind us of the struggle between Christian and Apollyon. There came now, however, as he beautifully expressed exp- sorry, expresses it in his Pilgrim, a hand with some of the leaves of the tree of life, which Christian took and applied to some of the wounds he had received in the battle and was healed immediately. He was led by faith to the cross of Christ and became more than conqueror through him that loved him. Shortly after this time, he made an open profession of religion and then began to make known to others the Saviour whom he had found. The now enlightened Christian man soon had to suffer much on account of his religion. Between the years 1655 and 1660, he often preached in the neighbourhood of Bedford. In the latter year, he was arrested and put into the Bedford County gaol where for 12 years, with but one brief interval of a few weeks, he was kept a prisoner. It is frequently asserted that Bunyan wrote the Pilgrim's Progress during this imprisonment. But Dr. Brown has shown conclusively that it was during a later and briefer imprisonment in the Old Town Jail on Bedford Bridge in the year 1676 That the first part of the immortal masterpiece was written. It was first published in the early months of the year sixteen seventy eight. The second part was published was not published until sixteen eighty five. This book, which is equally a favorite in the nursery and in the study, has received the commendation of men of the highest order of intellect. I trust. There were also women in there. <laughs> Interesting. They use men only. Let's read on. It, was, it has been translated into numerous languages, some of which were unknown to Europe in the days in which Bunyan lived. Missionaries have carried with them this book to almost every part of the earth. And now the pilgrim tells his tale to the Chinese in the East, to the Negroes in the West. To the Greenlanders in the North and the Islanders of the Pacific in the South, the Religious Tract Society has aided up to the present year, 1903, in printing editions of this work in 101 languages. So that means this particular edition was printed 117 years ago, 1903. Bunyan was author of another allegory, The Holy War, published in 1682, which is second only in merit to the Pilgrim's progress. In his own inimitable way, he has also told the story of his life and religious experience in Grace abounding, a classic worthy to stand by Augustine's Confessions and Luther's Table Talk. Besides these great works, He wrote many valuable treatises, some of which are still read with pleasure and profit. In prison, Bunyan learned the art of making long-tagged thread laces and thus contributed to the support of his family. After his release, he lived a useful life as Minister of Bunyan Meeting in Bedford and as a preacher and writer. He died August 12, 1688 at Mr. Strudwick's, a grocer at the sign of the star on Snow Hill, and was buried in Bunhill Fields. Here ends the memoir of John Bunyan.